The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. That's right. <laughs> you know that's true. This is the Faith Bay. Thanks for starting uh, your Sunday. Well, we woke up hours ago, so spending, maybe not starting, but spending some of your Sunday morning with us here at 930 WFMD. I'm Troy Skinner, longtime host. Coming up on 18 years we've been doing this show. They haven't kicked us off yet, so shh, don't tell anybody. They don't know we're on the air. So if they find out we're off in a minute, a minute and a half, I'm sure. Um, we're going to be a little bit shorthanded today, but, you know, I think Daniel, uh, by the way, do I have the right mic? Say something. I think that's not the right mic. Try say something again. Hello. Say something again. The microphone. Oh, there we go. Okay, now we got the right microphone. And you'll notice, hear this funky music? Yeah. You know, we live in an internet age now, and uh, the radio station that pays royalties so that it can, it can use commercial music and all that sort of stuff. So the music we use in the past has been broadly available commercial kind of music. We've had three different theme songs in our coming up on 18 years. Now our fourth. Why have we changed? Because we just changed to the new one when we changed the format with the uh, the standing set panel of the Razvies and uh, David Forsey and, and me. We've kind of a, an established panel week after week, and we changed the music with that change in how we're doing the show. But, you know, I realized I kept getting uh, little little flag warnings from the Internet police because even though the radio station's paying for copyright on these songs, we don't have necessarily the rights to all the music on these various platforms. So I went with royalty-free music uh, moving forward. And so that's what it is. Kind of upbeat, kind of fun. Anyway, I mentioned the Razvies in general. Daniel Razvi is uh, one of the pastors at the church that meets at Imran's. And I don't know if you're involved with the ministry, if that's just your parents' thing. Are you involved with that as well? Yeah. Okay, the um, uh, Conquered, by Conquered by Love Ministries online at conqueredbylove.org. Uh, you can find a bunch of resources there. And so, okay, so that's how you can maybe connect with the Rasbies and what they're all about. You can also learn something about them at my church's website, householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. So last time, um, we have a tendency to record shows in arcs. And once upon a time, we would pick one topic, sometimes two, and talk about that one, sometimes two topic, all in one evening and, and record them as like four or five shows. What we've been doing more recently is we're still recording four or five shows at a time, but we're doing, been doing different topics for each show just because there's so many things we want to try to cover as quickly as possible. And uh, we just got a little behind the eight ball last time. And uh, so I don't know if our welcome to our reignite our memory banks. Remember all the things we wanted to say last time we recorded because we were going to talk about the the, uh, the the ethics questions around the shots. So this could be all shots. Yeah, not just COVID. Right. There's the COVID shot, which um, I, I think is probably mo most forefront on most people's minds these days. And whether or not there are uh, there's uh, abortal fetal tissue involved, either in the in, in the ingredients or in the testing or in the development or whatever. And what are the ethical questions and um, it's not something that's gotten a lot of attention compared to mm -hmm. what one would expect. It's gotten some attention, but it hasn't gotten a lot of attention. And to be honest, I don't know that we've tackled it yet on this show, certainly not since we've gotten this new panel. And I'm not right. sure if before that we tackled we talked this about specifically. Mandates. We, I think talk we talked about mandates a couple of times, but not right. The and this is related sense. because if it is an ethical, religious objection kind of a thing, then being mandated to do something that goes against your religion, goes against your conscience, is something that we want to be informed about. So right. uh, the way I framed it was, should a Christian volunteer 
to be because I'm I'm just off the off right off the bat I'm going to say nobody should be forced, right. <laughs> regardless. So the question for the Christian then is I'm with you if you're if you're being forced and you want an advocate I'm your advocate I don't think anybody should be forced, but should a, a Christian volunteer to be injected if the shots any shots were developed using aborted babies? So what say you, Daniel Rasby? Well, let's. Let- I'm glad you used that last phrase, aborted babies, because they are babies. And people say aborted fetal tissue makes it sound very sterile and very not, uh, you know, not a person. And I cleaned it up even more so than I might normally, because to be honest, murdered babies is what, mm-hmm. I'm, what I'm kind Dead of Dead body parts of murdered babies. <laughs> yeah. Murdered human beings, right? Yeah. Um, I'm laughing as you say that just because the insanity of it all. Now, there is, there is a caveat, though, and that is... At least officially, and, you know, there's all sorts of conspiracy theories all the time about whether things are continuing to be done. But at least in theory, most of the medical research that is done using dead baby parts um, is not now today being done by killing more babies. There are more babies being killed due to abortion, but most medical research is using cell lines from babies that already died like 40 years ago. Um, and so that is, that is a distinction. Some Christians feel that's not a distinction at all. Um, some feel it's a very important distinction because there's, you're not actively participating in new death. And you might compare that to, you know, the U.S. hired a lot of uh, Nazi scientists uh, after World War II so we could win the space race. And these were scientists that were guilty of a lot of horrors in uh, World War II. Um, and regardless of hiring those people we we build research on uh on the building blocks of other research conducted by very immoral and evil people in the past not just from nazi germany but other you know places in the past people torture and kill other people and then they use that uh, knowledge they gain during those things for medical research so the question is then can you, do you have to throw out everything do you have to come out with scratch from scratch with a new research line and maybe and we should stair step it a little bit. So let's let's say that there's a new and let's not use anything that's currently on the market so that we don't have to worry about people think we're picking on a particular issue. So six months from now, mm-hmm. the world is introduced to this brand new miracle shot drug that's gonna like add fifty years to everybody's lifespan and make them, you know, look like ro- not just not just be alive hanging on, but like robust life for 50 more years. And uh, all you got to do is go get this shot and you're going to be, when you're 100, it'll be like you were 50. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And uh, But they had to, uh, you know, use the body parts of dead, murdered babies uh, in order to make that happen. Soil and green. And, and they had to do it this year. Right, their, their final testing, all that. so it, it's fresh. This is new. Mm-hmm. So, given the 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 incredible upside, people living longer, living better lives, there there would be a lot of ethicists making a kind of a moral equivalency argument. Right? Can a Christian trying to be obedient to what the Bible says make that sort of a moral trade-off? Well, I would say no, because now if if you're talking about you are directly killing a life in order to prolong your own life, um, that doesn't seem like a biblical concept, right? Biblically, we're supposed to lay down our life to protect others. Um, So it seems kind of the antithesis of what a Christian should be thinking about or doing. And if if there are babies being killed actively in, in order to provide this advancement of whatever it is, 
then I think that should give you pause to begin with. If there are actually baby parts in the uh, the, the thing itself that you're taking, whether you're swallowing it or uh, putting it in your, in your blood or whatever, and you're actually injecting yourself with uh, human uh, parts, you know, there's the, that's that's a whole other issue. And uh, you know, I think most Christians should instinctively think, okay, something's wrong with that. You know, um, but, so Christians shouldn't participate in the development of it. For sure. I'm hearing at least that much. And then once right. it's out on the market, you're saying, yeah, it's like you because it's so fresh and new. But what if somebody said, I'll be me. I'll be I'll be the guy. Right. I'll, I'll, so, hey, Daniel, I mean, come on. I didn't kill the baby. I mean, they already killed right. the baby. They killed the baby back in January. I had no idea they were going to kill any babies, but they did. And now here we are. It's October. And there's this right. miracle drug kind of thing. And I mean, you, I can't be held accountable for what they did in January. I shouldn't take advantage of the fruits of that? That's, that's the argument people use about this, the cell lines, right? Right. And when you make it January, now it sounds, oh, okay, well, that doesn't sound as good. But if it's 40 years ago, maybe that's – so. and that doesn't mean that the answer that you're, you're giving or the thought that goes through your head is, is correct in either case. Um, and the argument has been made that pretty much everything, whether it's a vaccine or not, even Advil – um, was tested on these uh, uh, fetal uh, uh, cell lines. So if you are going to take a strong how stance, many, how many things have it. been? If, if you look it up online, it's it's astounding right. how many things we use all the time. We don't even think about it. That has a connection to the uh, the baby killing mills. Right. So I think you can certainly hold a, a consistent position with saying you don't want to have any ingredients going into your body that are parts of other human beings. Um, certainly ones that were murdered. Um, th- there's a whole other argument to be made about the transplants and things like that, which is, we don't really have time for on this show. Um, and that, I think, is a little bit different a concept, especially if somebody's voluntarily giving a part of their body and they're still living as a result of that, right? Kidney tr- uh, donations and things like that. But I don't know. Uh, th- yes, the, there were atrocities committed back whenever it was, whether it was a few months ago or a few decades ago. And are you profiting from that? And the the question is, what, I, I think, what kind of message does it send, right? As a Christian, are you, are you saying, look, I'm supporting that this, this is a good thing? Or if you, are you actively saying, look, this is a terrible thing, it's murders that were done. Um, now we've gained this knowledge, which, I mean, we can prove to be true by other means as well. You know, this, this, uh, whatever the medical thing is, let's just say you can prove that something works and it's, it's good for you. And you can prove it in other ways besides the ways that have already been proven by using those uh, aborted babies. Well, I, I would say that, okay, well, just because somebody gained that knowledge originally by uh, committing a sin, um, that doesn't mean the knowledge itself is wrong to have. Um, if you're actually using the 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 baby parts to build whatever you're trying to build and that's that's a little bit different i think um the per so and i'm it sounds like you and i have an awful lot of overlap in how we're thinking about this so far i'm not sure i mean maybe i wasn't paying close enough attention there's a little nuance here or there that we could pick at and disagree on but i feel like i'm agreeing with where you're coming from which means whatever i'm going to say you're going to agree with where i'm coming from uh but let me ask if this is also true then because of the level of agreement I think is here, I'm wondering if you're going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm trying to figure out where the line is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So clearly killing a baby is wrong. Yes. Unambiguous, completely wrong. So those who kill the babies... And just to, for our listeners, a baby is somebody that has been conceived. That's how... The sperm how, has touched the egg. It's a baby now. Killing that baby is so, wrong. It's murder. So we're, we're agreeing there. And somebody who knowingly commissions that that be done so that they can make a profit or a big name for themselves or something, they're participating in those what you and I would describe as murders. Not everybody who hears what we have to say is going to agree that that's murder. But I would say the Bible says it's murder. Yes. Uh, So they're guilty. But what would the biblical argument be? This is where I am. This this isn't me trying to be Mm -hmm. cute or, or a gotcha question. I'm really wrestling through... What's the biblical argument for saying it would be a sin for you, Daniel, for me, Troy, to to benefit from somebody else's sin? They intended it for evil, but maybe God intended it for good for you, for me, whatever. So where does the line get drawn? Well, that, that phrase that you took it comes from Joseph, right? You right, meant, yeah. You it, meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Right, yeah. And At the uh, end of the book of Genesis. Yeah. Right, and eventually his brothers actually profited from having sold him into slavery, which was wrong in the first place. Um, so I, right, yeah, because their lives are saved because they get mm-hmm. to move to Egypt and have all the food they can possibly want. Exactly. All because they sold him into slavery. Exactly. So one <laughs> exactly, to say right. so, that selling somebody into slavery is okay to profit from. Well, that, in, that so, case, in that case, God meant it for good. And I think intent does matter. But intent is not the only thing that matters because the ends do not justify the means. Right. But intent does matter. We have a legal concept in law in what was your intent. And the Bible has the same concept because it talks about in the, in the Torah, in the Old Testament, it talks about if you sin intentionally, presumptuously, or if you sin and you didn't realize you sinned, there's a totally different restitution you make. You're still guilty and you're still in a position of shame having committed that sin, but the intent does matter, right? So there, there's a whole section, I don't remember uh, what chapter, I think in Leviticus, it talks about if, you, if a soul sins presumptuously or a soul sins out of ignorance, those are two different things. And you bring an offering and you say, look, I'm sorry, I, re- I didn't realize I, I did this after the fact, right? As opposed to, oh, you did this intentionally, now you're going to have the more severe punishment that's associated with that. Um, I think that... That, that sounds like something that would apply maybe to like an Abby Johnson... You know, a famous um, pro-life advocate. She's not uh, on the abolitionist team. She's more on the pro-life team. And those who are involved in those arguments know what I mean by that distinction. She was the woman who her, it was her life story that was part of the movie Unplanned mm-hmm. uh, that, that came out. How many years ago is that now? It's several years ago now. Um, and it got a rated R because of one scene, which is, it's crazy because I've seen some PG-13s that were <laughs> way more... Right graphic than the, than that movies are. Let's face it, it got rated R because they don't want the kids and young people to understand exactly. that it's murder. That but she's murder. somebody who was participating in it and then realized, oh my gosh, I don't know what I, I didn't know what I was doing and now I know and I, and I repent. But again, that's somebody who's involved in the killings. Mm-hmm. You and I haven't been involved in the killings. So right. is it is it a sin for you and I or the person listening to this show, is it a sin for them to get an inoculation for something that these killed babies were used in the testing and the ingredients and, and the what have well, you. Well, that's the, those are two different things, though. Testing and ingredients are two different things, right? If you're actually putting the baby parts into your body versus you've you tested uh, while committing uh, you know evil acts, that's that's a different. I thing, definitely I see that there's a difference, and and it's probably an important distinction to make. But again, 
you know, this is this is the faith debate where Christian pastors. Somebody says, well, help me understand the biblical argument. So mm-hmm. what is how would the Bible dis- define that distinction? And I'm sure it's there. Sure. And it feels icky and wrong. And I want to find the biblical argument because I feel but that's eisegesis. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> find the Bible and have it agree with me. I want to agree with the Bible. Right. And I I don't know. So is it ever wrong? Some people, you know, they, they get stranded out in the middle of nowhere in the middle of winter. And there's some famous stories about these sorts of things where they end up surviving because they eat the flesh of their dead comrades, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they become cannibals for a season to survive. Is, are, are they in sin from benefiting from the flesh of their dead buddies? You know, well, it's, it's related. Is, it's it's that, related to but this. But that question, but that question assumes that the Old Testament laws on kosher apply today, because that would be a food law. So, how is it different if you're in? Now, I, I would, I would argue that they do apply today. I think you would argue that they don't. So that's another another topic for another time. But again, that's. Uh, I, I don't know. Is that, there a difference between taking in the dead body into your mouth or taking in the dead body into your vein via an injection? Is there a difference? Well, did you kill that person? And now we're getting to that question. Did, right. Did what if person? I didn't kill any of them? Right? That, right. I mean, this is, the, this is the challenge. And these are the kinds of things that people who are looking for a religious exemption from getting some of these shots, they're making these arguments and they're getting pushed back from, oh, what are you kidding? It was 40 years ago. And, you know, you had nothing to do with these. Ba- these babies have been dead since before you were born. Mm-hmm. And you're worried about this. And come on, that's not a legitimate religious exemption. And. Yeah, I would like to have an ironclad kind of way of helping them think through that. And I'm not so sure that this is an area where we have ironclad. Killing the babies is wrong. Right. Profiting from the killing of babies is wrong. Right. Treating baby parts like they're commodities, like they're not actual human being body parts, is wrong. All well, of that we is have, wrong. I mean, we have the technology now to do stem cell research from living adults. Mm-hmm. You can harvest stem cells from living adults and continue to – and it, it doesn't – kill them it doesn't hurt them at all mm-hmm. and you can use that in research and in many cases do the exact same research that they used to do by using dead babies and they it didn't it wasn't always abortions i mean there were miscarriages and they 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 uh um captured those um dead bodies and used them in, in research just like you use a cadaver of, a, of an adult person that dies in research um you know somebody that dies of natural causes so it's not all not all of the cell lines and things are, are are from abortions, but most of them can be traced back to a couple of specific abortions that occurred in 1970 or 71 or something. I don't remember the exact year, so don't you know quote me on it. But there supposedly, in the research I've done, there's really just a couple specific babies that were killed at that point, and then they just keep reproducing cells from those babies. So then now, now the question is, were they actually are they actually dead? Or are we still, um, you know, because it's it's cells that have the same exact DNA of those original. Um, right, babies yeah. and their living cells. Um, so, are they? Are we keeping them alive for the purposes of continued medical research? And there are other ways where we have benefited without even knowing it. Probably, well, mm-hmm. us, you and I, other people might know it, but we don't well, that, know. Well, that's about why I'm, the Tuskegee uh, experiments yeah. about uh, on, mm-hmm. on sexual uh, transmitted diseases and stuff. I'm sure they learned some things from that that people benefit from today. Yeah. Should they not and, benefit and, from that because many, of what they things, did to these poor people? Right. A lot of our medicine. Uh, the, uh, medical knowledge from the mid 20th uh, century comes from what Nazi scientists did by uh, torturing and killing Jews. Right. And they found out things about the human body that w- are actually useful bits of knowledge to know for medical science, even though the, the, um, 
acts that they were committing were completely horrific and evil acts. And so then the question is, okay, well, now you read this fact in medical school. You go to medical school. You hear this. This is what the human body does, and this is why we know it. Oh, well, now do you have to forget what you just learned or find it some other way in order to, for it to be valid still? I, I don't know. I, I think there's, there's a point at which you can't undo the past, and you just got to move forward and say, look, I'm not going to support any further um, atrocities. It's not, not worth it. Right. Um, yeah, I think we want to be careful. I mean, there's a lot of guiding principles, and I do want to give some people, and if you have some thoughts too, about some of the uh, different kinds of religious exemption things you could, angles you could take uh, sure. about that. We can share that. But I do want to say our God is not a ridiculous God. No. And so we can't, you know, I think it is important for us to think things through to the point of does it get to a point where it's ridiculous? So if somebody murders somebody and they fall dead on the ground and they're – their dead body decomposes and causes a rich environment for fertilized area. And then later on, some wonderfully ripe, rich, beautiful tomatoes come up as a result of that. And you eat the tomato. Oh, you can't eat that tomato. That tomato, tomato only grew because that guy got murdered. And now you're a murderer. Like, that's absurd. On the f- So we, right. we don't want to be absurd. And that's why I'm not sure that that's the best. Ar- but I think there are other arguments. Sure. So we, it, we've got like just a few minutes, and if okay. we need to carry over to the next show, we can. But uh, well, with the um, the COVID vaccination specifically, um, you know, there's arguments whether you can call it a vaccination because it doesn't do the same thing vaccines historically have done. Uh, you know, wh- whether it prevents COVID or not. That's right. That's the World Health discussion. Organization, the CDC, would call them a vaccine, but right. historically, but they've also changed the definition of vaccine. Exa- yeah, um, exactly. And this, that's not to say, you know, and you and I, we've discussed this on the show before, but that's not that's not to say whether they are or are not effective, but they, or, you know, but, but the idea is that they're a little different than like the smallpox vaccine. However, with that, I think the strongest argument as a Christian is the reason that I c- can't take it is because it's being mandated. That's that's the number one reason because I believe in the Bible and I read the Bible. It's it says very clearly to me that in some future time there will be a government that requires something to be done to my body in order for me to be allowed to buy or sell in the economy and transact in the economy. And even and if you that, don't connect it with the mark of the beast, no. the body, the you know the Christian body, it's the, it's a dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. It's a temple. That's, and, and I did not be, just call this the mark of the beast. So no, let's be clear. No, but there are there are you you don't spend as much time on social media as I do. Probably <laughs> there are people that call it that. They're out there. Um, I would not call this the mark of the beast. However, I, I mean, I could, you could call it a dry run or you could call right. it preparing people to be able to do that. I think the, because it, was, it is being required in many jurisdictions in order to be allowed to, to have the privilege of interacting in the economy, that is the number one reason I would say why a Christian should very, have a lot of hesitation. Um, and you can argue about the, the different... Uh, uh, you know, ab- abortion and, and so on. You can also talk about the ingredients or the efficacy and say, look, I, I'm not convinced or whatever. I've seen the evidence or, or I haven't seen the evidence and I'm not convinced. That's something that you got to determine. And it is your responsibility to treat your body like a temple. Jesus said our body is a temple of, of, of God and, and we need to be able to treat it right. That's why you don't, shouldn't be smoking, shouldn't be doing drugs and you should eat healthy and, and all those different things. And so that goes with medicine too. You should be only putting things in your body regardless of anything. That in, you know, if, even if it's sugar, if it's tobacco, whatever, you need to know that this is, this is good for you. 
Well, we're going to we're going to wrap up there. And if there are other uh, shot related vaccine, uh, you know, research related things that we want to bring up next week, we can. But we're going to stay kind of on topic because as we're doing these shows this week's and next week's show, we uh, there's been a draft. I, there's, I think it's been in the news. Something said about a leak maybe from the Supreme Court. I, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard much, but I, I think it's been like. Like towards the ends yeah. of newscasts and things, maybe has been mentioned a couple of times. Uh, we're we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that and the big, you know, abortion-related uh, uh, question, pro-life, and all that sort of stuff. So, anyway, this is the Faith Debate. Daniel Rasby, thank you for it's just the two of us today, huh? We got to really flex our muscles and stretch out a little bit this week. But I don't know if he'll be here for next week's show or not. But probably the show after that, if not next week, David Force will be joining us. I'm Troy Skinner. Thanks for listening to Faith Debate. You can follow us online, of course, at WFMD.com, or you can find out about all the social media stuff I mentioned, and links to resources, and podcasts, and links even to the podcast of this show at HouseholdOfFaithInChrist.com. Again, it's HouseholdOfFaithInChrist.com. That's the name of the church, Household of Faith in Christ, the church that I pastor. Anyway, till next week, thanks so much for listening. Have a beautiful, wonderful Memorial Day weekend. Till 167 and a half hours from now, God bless.